Hey, everybody, just wanted to remind you that Halloween is coming up soon. At the end of this month, we will do a spooky type of show, and we love to hear it when our listeners call in with some spooky things that happen to them. Um, sometimes they are real life scary and sometimes they are paranormal scary. Either way, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, that's 570-PODWOD1, or you can email us at shout at yallheard.me. On to the show! Y'all heard? One, two, three, hey, hey everybody. everybody. This is Y'all, Y'all Heard. heard. A podcast for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related. And this is a podcast that is the light in your jack-o'-lantern, casting rays of curiosity through a funny-looking face. That was cute. That looked like you didn't try to trigger me this week. (laughs) (laughs) With a quivering flame. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know you needed to know. Pete, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about you? Um, sorry, I'm doing okay. I, <laughs> I just. Oh, how about you? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I had had a lot going on this week. Again, I do know that I went candy hunting for Marissa this weekend. Um, that was scary. Why was it scary? Just going to places. <laughs> but I really appreciated that search. Thank you for the for showing me the things you encountered on your journey. Yeah, there's a lot of specialty stuff out there. It was one of those things where I was like, maybe I should be like a snack blogger or something. But I mean, you should. I fucking love snack blog. Guys, <laughs> the best blog that has ever existed on the internet was Candy Blog. I think it was candyblog.net or something. And it doesn't exist. I mean... They don't update it anymore. That was, oh, their in-depth candy reviews were second to none. Yeah. Um, I guess I have uh, enough projects that I've kind of abandoned. So maybe I shouldn't start any new ones. But there's a lot of stuff out there. <laughs> uh, apparently, my boyfriend had a can had a snack blog in middle school, and he doesn't know where it is. And I was just like, that is such an attractive trait. You should have led with that. <laughs> I have been, you know, like when you have a cold and you like feel so exhausted and worn down and your body feels tired. Okay. So I've had that minus the cold for like five days and I have a lot of sickness things and I feel like no one believes me. This isn't just me always feeling like this. I feel like no one believes me unless I could show them something. So I was very self-conscious because I was like, this doesn't outwardly show like anything. I had a sore throat and I was exhausted and I was just like sleeping all day, all day, all day. And I'm almost on the other end of it, but I'm still exhausted. This doesn't end with me saying, oh, I know I had this. No, this is me saying, I don't know what happened, and it was horrible. Anyway, yeah, I don't know necessarily any time I have a talk with our listener that I have free reign to mention it. So I was going to say, I was talking to one of our listeners, and I asked their thoughts about ghosting. And I was very surprised, because this listener is older than I am, and I thought anyone like my age, and no, 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 maybe a little older than me, would think ghosting was unacceptable. I find it unacceptable, but I know some people my age are whatever sucking fuck boys uh but anyway um and they said like you know dating is that way 
And if you're going to be playing the game, like that's just one of the things you need to accept. As yeah, part of I mean, if, if you see dating as a game. Well, to which <laughs> my mind now is just like, well, if that's just something I sign on to, then the person who ghosts me just signs on to me raining retribution if I feel like it. Like, I, yeah. mean, I didn't agree to that. So my point is, that's a valid point. Like, dating is a fucking nonsense game these days. But yeah. Just because one person thinks ghosting is okay doesn't mean the other person does. So whatever you get in in retaliation, ooh, that's on you. Yeah, I, I guess... You said that? I'm not threatening you. I'm <laughs> Don't assume everyone believes, believes the same way. So if you well, choose to ghost, you never know what's coming to isn't you. Isn't that the problem with dating and just in general relationships between any two people? Yeah. Like but there's an unspoken contract that each one of yeah. them holds against the other yeah. <laughs> and the other will never know what is in that contract. That's very true. Also, <laughs> if anyone's keeping score or if anyone has known me long term, you could say, Marissa, what you didn't mention in your ghosting episode is that in your youth, you ghosted some friends for a very long time. Friends that you knew for That's a while. That's right. Yes, I, I, I thought you might bring this up, but I didn't prompt you for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do want to be totally transparent. While I wasn't very angry about my boyfriend ghosting me after a year, there was a point where I had a mental breakdown. Yeah. Uh, like a real one. I wasn't hospitalized. But I mean, like, I I ghosted some people. I ghosted people. There was a friend of mine who was racist towards me, and it finally sunk in. I accepted it at first, and it finally sunk in. And someone else that I think um, um, their actions led towards me to like an eating disorder... I ghosted them. They decided I was an asshole. Uh, which, you, you know, I never told the one person why I ghosted them. They'll never learn from that. The other person, maybe 20 years later, I told them why I ghosted <laughs> them. But also, I ended up ghosting true friends during that time just because I had, like, a mental break. I couldn't handle anything. Pete was the only one I talked to. Um, and later on, I apologized to those friends. So my point is, I am not blameless, but my point is also, even though you ghost someone, it's never too late to reach out and apologize. Or tell them why. <laughs> or, yeah, or explain why. <laughs> so they actually, like... Hey, yeah. you racist piece of shit. Yeah, I just no, want to let you know. <laughs> I'm not blameless. I just learned from that experience, because I have a friend that I still have post-ghost, and I'm so thankful that they accepted me back, and I explained what happened, and, and they understood it. But, yeah, like, I just lacked, like... The, I couldn't articulate that I was like really like having a, a mental problem at the time. Um, anyway, yeah, it looks like I didn't pull that part out, but uh, there definitely was sort of you know like people just had emotions that they couldn't really uh, address in that moment, and ghosting seemed like the the only thing to do. But you know what? Yeah, I do. That is totally understandable. But like I said, like. If you ever get a chance later and you can articulate it better, maybe tell that person because that might make them feel better. And I, I, I apologize. I may have mentioned this in the class that I teach or I may have mentioned it on the podcast here, but my mom is a big fan of ghosting. Um, and, and her excuse, her, hers is always hanging up the phone on people. What? <laughs> She's really big on hanging up the phone on people. And her position is, when I know that I'm going to say something that's going to make things worse, I would rather hang up the phone. 
fascinating. No one likes this. Yeah, that is fascinating. <laughs> Many people are insulted because it seems so dismissive, and That's- yet she persists. <laughs> wow. Wow. So again, in certain situations, you know, like she feels like she's doing the right thing. Yeah. But very few people agree with her. <laughs> and again, guys, I I do all sorts of very antisocial things and rude things. So I'm not saying I am the queen of being socially appropriate. Yeah, and neither it, one of us is. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, do you want to hear from some fans? Yeah, please. We've got great fans, and sometimes they call to remind us. Okay, Marissa, you're going to have to help us out with the first caller, because I am not throwing shade, but they did not leave a name. This is Richard? Yes, Richard Uh, called us. Okay. I did not hear this voicemail, though. Obviously, I'm telling the listeners, not you. Uh, So I'm very excited to hear this. This is a first-time call from Richard. I listened to your meat episode, uh, which, like Marissa, I found to be extremely disturbing, but also fascinatingly interesting. Um, the issue I have with you all is that I, I listened to the episode, and then I went home and started watching the Jeffrey Dahmer reenactment on Netflix, uh, and now I am in deeper therapy. Um, you guys do a lot of great content. I really appreciate it. Um, but I think I will be ghosting you for a while. Um, <laughs> not to say I'm not going to listen, but I'll be ghosting you as far as commenting on this podcast because of the whole meat episode and then watching Jeffrey Dahmer. And now I'm a vegan. So thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, first of all, that's on you. Not- <laughs> we are only partially responsible. <laughs> Yeah, the meat episode is disgusting, but why would you watch that after the meat episode? Also, in case you're not sure what he's referring to, because you only listen to episodes piecemeal, what what is it called? Your meat rain episode? Uh, meat, meat storms. Ugh. <laughs> Guys, it was really disgusting. Uh, but as he said, I did tell him, I said it's gross, but it's very interesting. So if you haven't heard our meat shower episode, go for it. But if you think you're going to be grossed out, you will be. So if you probably can't take it, don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> but Pete, you did a great job. So I, I, yeah, I, I do say try, try to push through. It's very interesting. I think about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> for better or for worse. Yeah, probably for worse. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for thanks for the feedback. But remember, everyone, we are not accountable for the media you consume be- after our podcast. <laughs> uh, because Marissa, I believe you said that one of our loyal listeners just stopped listening to that episode. Yeah, I think I think he just couldn't do it. But yes, yes, I mean, geez, that was that was quite a gamble to listen. I mean, because I imagine Richard that you are having nightmares of human flesh raining from the sky, <laughs> and if you're not, then you are now. <laughs> Because apparently you are very suggestible. <laughs> I just gotta, I just say, I'm fascinated with, with serial killers, but I don't think I ever needed a reenactment of Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> like, 
I like a documentary. This is not a judgment on anyone who watches it. I, I kind of wanted to watch it till I realized it was like legitimately gory. Uh, I thought it was just going to like allude to things. I, I can't imagine that ending well for anyone who watches that. That's an interesting, I'm just, I'm just surprised they go there because I feel like generally people are having conversations about how true crime is handled these days. Um, so I just, yeah, interesting. Did you watch it, Pete? Nope. Are you going to? Nope. Okay. I, I love reading about Jeffrey Dahmer. Not not in a like, ooh, I love it. Like I it, it's fascinating, but man, ooh, do I not want to see do I not want to see a reenactment? There are some times where um I'm just kinda like I understand what I understand what they did and I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a fair response. <laughs> Could you give me more details on how or why they did it? Probably, but I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah. And also, if you're just like, but I can't resist an Evan Peters role, then, I mean, that's your own thing. <laughs> but I do love Evan Peters. That's one of the reasons why I'm kind of sad I can't watch it. Marissa, but... what's your favorite Evan Peters role? Uh, gosh. I, I don't want to say it because it's so stupid. It's so <laughs> really like him as Quicksilver. <laughs> He's so wonderfully charming. And that is not our icebreaker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's another call. Hi, this is Alex calling in to make several points regarding the recent episode entitled Meat Storms. I don't have anything to say about the meat storms themselves, though. It was a fascinating topic to discuss. The icebreaker was... Uh, if you could have a celebrity do a commercial for an app, what would the app be and who would the celebrity be? The app would be my preferred podcast app, Overcast. I highly recommend it. You can try it out for free. Overcast. It's great for iOS. Uh, and the celebrity would be Bill Hader, um, in honor of, uh, him being like the only celebrity to wear a mask at the Emmys. Part of his motivation is that he's immune compromised, but he also noted that he, uh, you know, is the star of a show and does a lot of the writing and producing for it. And so if he were out of commission temporarily due to the disease, it would really add up to a huge amount of money being lost for the production company. Um, and I feel like that's kind of a smart move. A lot of my motivation these days for continuing to maintain precaution is like, I really just can't afford to take a whole lot of time off from work and really can't afford to take a lot of time off from taking care of my kids. The second point that I wanted to discuss was the word several. Uh, how many is several? And I'm going to propose that it should go from three to seven. As a small child, it really bothered me whenever people would use the word couple to refer to anything other than literally exactly two. Um, I think that we can fudge that a little. If you're in northeast Pennsylvania and you say this exact phrase, couple two trees, or couple two three for people who are not in northeast Pennsylvania, that's what that's short for. Um, but I think that several can really, you know, start doing the lifting starting at three, taking over from couple, which is only exactly two. Several should top out at, I think, seven. Yeah, they top it out somewhere, and I think it's kind of funny to stop off uh, with several stopping at seven. I just wanted to jump in and throw this one at you, Alex. What about a few? Mm, yeah. I always feel like a few is three. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Period. Because it's more than a couple. Yeah. <laughs> and it's <yeah>. not several. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I'm kind of with you there. At one point in my life, I was like, do I think it's three because there's only three letters in the word? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, more logic than a lot of these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, here's uh, the third point. Finally, there was uh, mention of the word bushels, and somebody said, we don't use bushels in America. And I'm just going to tell you, that those are one of those outdated uh, imperial British units that we still use, um, and they're basically only used in the United States and not elsewhere in the world, except for maybe uh, one or two other countries. Okay. Um, oh, oh, I could look into this some more, because a lot of these British units are used to a little bit extent in some of the Commonwealth countries, some of the time, but they're not, like, official and they're not being advanced or whatever. We're stuck with bushels for the indefinite future. I hate the American system of units. Have a nice day. Bye. I first want to start off by apologizing for saying ew when he said couple two tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you just not- had a flashback. Yeah, and I, I am... I say things in ways that some people don't enjoy, so I cannot judge. Second, when he said, I have an icebreaker for you, which celebrity, I thought it was going to be, <laughs> which, I don't know, you know what, I'm not even going to verbalize it because I'm a fit, but I thought it was like, which celebrity somehow linked to Meat Storm, and mm-hmm. you, you let your imagination think where I was going with that. Also, Astute observations and, and interesting input as always, Alex. But I will say, because you had so many points, I forget what your icebreaker was. No, no, no. That was an icebreaker we already did, Marissa. Oh! <laughs> oh, we asked what celebrity should something? Yeah. What what, what app, uh, what celebrity would you have be a spokesperson for oh, an app? Yeah. My, my bad. Okay. This one, uh, this particular story that we looked at in that episode as well. Uh, was Australia using bushels. Mm, okay. So I wonder if every English colony ended up bushling. I, when people say bushel, I only imagine, I don't even think this, I don't even know if this is what you use for it, but I imagine bunches of wheat. Yep. I don't want anything else but bunches of Wrapped wheat. Wrapped in a cord. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, 100%. And how do I compare this to <laughs> uh, uh, amounts of meat or <laughs> that rain from the sky or anything like okay, that? Okay, no more meat. No more meat. Icebreaker. Marissa. Yeah. I'm here today with an icebreaker. Okay. Have you looked at the news today? No. I don't know. Let me see if I can put myself in a place where uh, I get am to I, see myself. Am I going to be upset? Uh, probably not. But So I'm going to try to hold this up and see if you can uh, see it. But this is, um, it's it's is it Fashion Week right now in Paris? Oh, I think so. Or it just was. It either is or was. So this is um, what Kanye West and Candace Owens were wearing. What? <laughs> Now, hold on. These are two long sleeve t-shirts. That's it. A long sleeve t-shirt. And on the back, in the impact font, it says, White Lives Matter. Why are they laughing? She looked like she was laughing, right? Oh, yeah. Well, because she's horrible. (laughs) What the fuck? So, my question, Marissa, is if you were, like, that big... And you knew that you were going to Fashion Week. And you knew that you wanted to wear something that was going to, like, get people's attention, rile them up, make them a little confused, get them talking. Yeah. And all you have is the impact font. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to put on that shirt? 
Oh gosh, that's a really hard question to answer. Do you have an idea? I think um, I'm going to use this icebreaker to say I would put a part-time bidet on a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) And in fact, if you are interested in getting one of those, (laughs) you can get that at our Redbubble shop. You can go to yallherd.me. And there's a link that you can click on that says shop. You can get a Y'all Heard shirt. But why would you do that when you could get a fabulous dove shirt? <laughs> oh, you could also get a shirt that has a silhouette of a mallard that says conjugal visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could get a part-time bidet shirt. Um, so do we get an image or you only get the font? I feel like part-time bidet, guys... At our shop, there's a picture on the shirt with the uh, saying. Yeah. I won't tell you what it is because that might actually get you to go out to the shop. <laughs> but no, uh, I think it would actually be more mysterious to have part-time bidet on a shirt with nothing else. Yeah, I really like that. Like, are you a part-time bidet? Now, it really upsets me because so part-time bidet was something on a long list. So when I – okay. Richard, if you are listening, uh, this is, I think, before before you were in the same office as me. But I would uh, I would sit next to my coworker, Marilla, and I would just make a list of phrases that I thought were funny and try to make her laugh during large meetings. Make her laugh inappropriately, of course. And part-time day was one of those things. And I had like 10 lists, Pete, and I can't find them anymore. I can't find them anymore. And they were fascinating, just beautiful gems that I was going to make shirts with. So. The time will come. Can I, can I think about this and answer you at the end of the show? Yeah. Cause I can't think of anything good. And then let's say like Marissa and I were estranged and we hadn't talked in a long time, but I was really big and I knew that at fashion week, what I wore was going to show up in newspapers or online and that Marissa might see it. I would wear a shirt that said life times and Richmond high. <laughs> Cause that's another one that Marissa and I have. <laughs> so so I hope you end up at fashion week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like, first of all, the sentiment of White Lives Matter is stupid anyway. I mean, why, if they're going to go there, why wouldn't they just put All Lives Matter, specifically White Lives, is just becoming insane? <laughs> not, I'm not saying... Just what the <laughs> fuck? Why are these two black people wearing the shirt? God, wow. Wow. Uh, and then to just have it as a plain t- like. I'm sure you've had this situation too, Marissa, where sometimes you find out about like designer t-shirts and it's like $80 for some, like, and I'm sorry, $80 is reasonable if you were going to buy a Kanye West shirt (laughs) that said white lives matter. We're talking easily like a $250 long sleeve t-shirt. Like I could go across the street to Boscov's, get a long sleeve t-shirt for like five bucks and then I could print the letters on there myself. (laughs) I'm sorry, is he selling that? I don't know if he's selling it. Holy shit, if he is. But just, like, that idea of 
the stupidity of of high fashion is just something that will always kind of puzzle me. Oh, that's upsetting. Okay. Okay. I'm going to still think. So I was just, while you were talking, I was looking at the archives of my stories in Instagram because I would sometimes post pictures of those lists I would make. I still can't find it. Um, but I did find a screenshot I took of a card my mother gave me, which reminded me of the time where she inscribed a book with, I love you, just not unconditionally. You know what I mean, LOL? So if I can't think of something better, I'm going to have... I love you just not unconditionally, which isn't really like, like shocking, but that makes me laugh a lot. Yeah. So that's my backup, but I hope that's something better. My anyway. love is conditional. I, oops. Oh, I'm sorry. I just got a, got a text from one of our listeners. Sorry if you heard that. We have so many listeners. Marissa has to like field calls during the show. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't know any segue, but I will say I am doing something that is not ghost spooky today, but something that is real world spooky to me. Uh, and I'm going to start out this episode by reading a Reddit post from a few years ago. Okay. Hi. Today I come to, to you all with something extremely concerning. A group known as Democracy of Roblox is indoctrinating kids on Discord into fascist beliefs. This whole situation is absurd but concerning. The Democracy of Roblox is a group that targets Roblox subcultures, supposedly ruining the platform. These subcultures include slenders, odors, emos, e-daters, furries, and most importantly, LGBTQ plus uh, individuals on Roblox. This group recruits mostly through TikTok. However, their most hardcore beliefs aren't expressed there. So at first glance, the group seems agreeable. Upon, jo- upon joining the Discord, the highly homophobic culture is evident. Ironically, they claim to be against fascists and Nazis, but there is Nazi parody seen in their meetings. Uh, that say otherwise. And then it goes on and on about how profile pictures have Nazi characters and swastikas and how this is basically uh, a path to fascism uh, to which I had two questions. One, what the fuck are e-daters? <laughs> and I don't even know what Roblox is. Like, if I were to guess what Roblox <laughs> You don't know what Roblox is? No, I know it's a thing on the internet, but I don't, like, actually know. I thought it was, like, Minecraft and you look like Lego people. Do you yeah. know what... Is that... What What do you think Roblox is? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of that. It's a little bit about, like, um... Or a little bit of, like, exploring land, building things, all that kind of stuff. Okay. And so, for, yeah. for special custom things. I mean... I feel like this is kind of up your alley, but you're too old to be using it. No offense, Marissa. I'm not saying yeah. that you're old. <laughs> Why do you know so much about Roblox? Uh, because my ex's daughter was uh, big into Ro- Roblox, Roblox, excuse me, and um, would constantly hound her for Roblox gift cards so that she could get more stuff oh. on Roblox. And she would sit on it for like hours and hours and hours and talk to her friends through there and everything 
Yeah, it, it sounded interesting. I'll, I'll tell everyone if you don't know what Roblox is, what it is in a minute. But apparently, Roblox, uh, since its inception, has been plagued with fascism and groups promoting fascism. So I'm going to delve into that. Uh, I wanted to look at this Discord called the Democracy of Roblox, but it has been um, disabled. You, you can't access it anymore. Uh, and you, can also, to- you can also have ads on uh, Roblox. Uh, there is like a Walmart world that you can go into and explore. Oh, that's like an Animal Crossing. They have yeah. like brands that do that too. Okay. Yeah, Roblox did sound kind of neat. Yeah. I'll tell you later, if you don't know what an e-dater is, I still don't know what it is, but I googled it, and I'll tell you at the end what I've... Marissa done. knows how to hook the audience. So yeah, basically, there was a Discord that was basically supposed to be targeting, quote-unquote, annoying Roblox subcultures, but it turns out it was a pipeline to fascism, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so um, I also listened to a podcast recently about uh, fascism uh, on Roblox, which led me um, to my main source for today, which is an article on Wired magazine. But first and foremost, you might be like, what is Roblox? If you have a kid, you probably know what it is. I don't have a kid. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is this? So Roblox is an online platform and storefront where users go to play games. Um, For uh, just, FYI, it is mostly populated by kids and teens, so it's not it's not really... I'm sure there are adults there, but it's not mainly an adult I've platform. watched uh, adults play Roblox on TV. Yeah, I mean... Pluto I, I, TV has a gaming channel, and it turns out they're all just, like, Twitch streams that oh. like a company is rebroadcasting That's as fair. content. Yeah, I, I'm sure there are adults, and I'm sure it's probably pretty fun for, for Twitch streamers to do it, but uh, generally, it's it's targeted towards teens and kids uh and roblox is not in itself a game it is a place where people play games made by other uh users so in other words it's like a a hub of interconnected virtual worlds um so like more like a a video arcade that than a singular game in an arcade if that makes sense uh so roblox gives players a simple set of tools to create any environment they want uh, players have built games about beekeeping, managing theme parks, flipping pizzas, shoveling snow, apparently using a public bathroom, uh, or flinging themselves down staircases. These are examples that were given in the article. Uh, they also build spaces just to hang out. It doesn't always have to be a game. Or uh, spaces to roleplay uh, as different characters and different scenarios. And I want you all to keep in mind, while I talk all about this this episode that the characters in Roblox look like Lego characters. Mm-hmm. It's very important you keep that in mind because it makes it all the more absurd. And the users I I mean you didn't explicitly say this yet, but the users are called Robloxians. Oh I didn't realize that. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so yeah so back to the fascism. Cecilia de Anastasio uh, wrote a very good article for Wired called um, How Roblox Became a Playground for Virtual Fascists. And uh, her... The- you know what? You huh? explained it Roblox to us, but you didn't explain fascism. <laughs> oh. <right. laughs> okay. Let me... I feel like I need to do it directly as a definition because I don't... I don't want to wing 
how to define fascism. Uh, okay, let's go. That's a good point. Marion Webster defines uh, fascism, a political philosophy, movement, or regime that exalts nation and often race above the individual and that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictator a dictator <laughs> um severe economic and social regimentation and forcible suppression of opposition so a dictator uh very strict rule uh lots of repression uh very strict laws uh is that is that pretty clear yeah okay so in this article the author mostly speaks with a former Roblox player uh who calls himself Ferguson uh they played Roblox when they were 11 uh they are now uh 23 uh but they talk about their experience being drawn to a world created by another player named Malcolm. Malcolm created a sort of fascist paradise. <laughs> so let's delve into Ferguson and Malcolm's fascist wonderland. Okay. <laughs> Apparently it started... I'm sorry, can you say what it's called again? What's what? The place that we're going to. Oh, no, that I'm just calling it that. I'm calling it a fascist wonderland. They call it something else. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll get into that later. Apparently, it started out innocently, innocently enough. Uh, Ferguson was online on Roblox, and he met player Malcolm on a Roblox group that mostly just role-played, uh, did role-played games based on the sci-fi military game Halo. Um, so Malcolm was in that group. He wasn't necessarily the leader, and he didn't demand control. But as Ferguson puts it, Malcolm behaved with total assurance that he would always have control. Quote, it was very much like being in a small military team, Ferguson says. You value that person's opinion, and you strive to do the best. And eventually, Ferguson became one of Malcolm's trusted lieutenants in their group. Nope, nope. Okay. If you have any group of friends and you call somebody your lieutenant. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's not friends anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to grow the influence of the group, the boys would invade other groups and ev eventually they would bring new followers into their group. And with that, uh, they would create new role plays to sort of entice new followers. Uh, they do role plays based on Star Wars. Role, role plays based on Viet the Vietnam War <laughs> and a role play based on World War II where they were the Nazis. Uh, Ferguson says that Malcolm's interest in Nazism began with his discovery of the messaging board 4chan. From there, he started fixating on anti-Semitic memes and alt history. He built a German village in Roblox where they could host reenactments. Uh, they'd play capture the flag, but with guns and SS uniforms. And Malcolm's title was the Fuhrer. I see. I feel like you're just reading into this, Marissa. Like this isn't. This is just too subtle to actually mean like Nazi fascists. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just. I couldn't even believe they get away with that. But apparently, in the early. Uh, years of Roblox, there was very little moderation, clearly. 
Um, so in 2014, apparently Malcolm watched a show on HBO called Rome, which depicts, depicts, depicts the Roman Republic's violent transformation into an empire. Inspired by this show, Malcolm enlisted Ferguson to help him build a Roblox group called the Senate and People of Rome. Uh, they, they actually got like a really good Ro- Roblox architect to like create like a whole like beautiful Roman like, <laughs> like village. Um, uh. <laughs> and in this group, the Senate of People of Rome, uh, this group valued fascism, slavery, and degeneracy law. Degeneracy laws, which means enforcing laws against people called moral degenerates. Moral degenerates would probably be like Jews and gays and gypsies. Jews, gays, anyone who... um, Now, Marissa, is there a field in Roblox where you define your religion? (laughs) No, but I think... I'll get. Let me get into that. Let's (laughs) step back for a moment. I'll get into that in a couple paragraphs. Um, at the height of the group's popularity, apparently the Senate of the People of Rome had over 20,000 players, which is fucking insane. <laughs> to which I would be like, why would anyone join this? I mean, unless you're, like, straight-up Nazi. But, I mean, like, I, I'm assuming there aren't, like, 20,000 self-proclaimed Nazis in the group of children who played this. Oh, I'm it's- just a big fan of history. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm assuming there's something else that brought them in. So, one former member of the group explained that he joined the Senate of the People of Rome when he was 14 because he liked the structured social interactions and definite ranks. He said, quote, I've always been the kind of gamer who prefers a serious environment. And as a middle schooler in Texas, he felt like he never was quite sure how to be normal, how to interact with people, or how to not be weird. So that said, if you feel like you don't belong, Having a set social structure and you can move up the ranks might be comforting for you. Maybe you're like, quote unquote, a loser in school, but you could become a lieutenant or whatever the fuck. I'm sorry, a quote unquote lieutenant. (laughs) Well, I mean, a lieutenant in robot. From quote unquote loser to quote unquote lieutenant. (laughs) Um, A number of former members of the Senate of the People of Rome said that the management of the group was definitely a product of Malcolm's increasingly bigoted politics and his fierce need for control. Uh, Laws within the group labeled support for race mixing, feminism, and gay people as degeneracy. So meaning that was outlawed. Uh, And one player in the group, a Jewish person in their real non-Roblox life, was forced to wear a Judean tunic or else he would be arrested on site. In so Roblox. Not. Yes. But my point would be Just one, start a why new account. Person <laughs> in that group and two, why are they telling anyone they're Jewish if they're in that group? Like, yeah, what? Like, you must... Oh. <laughs> Let me also mention another thing. Inside the area where the group, you know, did these role plays, uh, there were sorts of policemen that patrolled the streets, and notably characters with, quote-unquote, the wrong skin tone would be stopped. And Malcolm was also given permission to execute members at will. I don't know what the executions looked like. Also, again, why were you there? Like, what? Yeah, so anyway, 
I guess you are just... So when they invade another group, mm-hmm. like, does that expand their empire in a way? <laughs> like, can a group be forced into this? From my understanding, if someone plays robots and I'm wrong, you can correct me. From my understanding, when they would, like, infiltrate a group, I just understood it that they kind of, like, um, like, fucked with the group, but yeah. somehow they would, like, get new followers. New followers would be enticed by that. But no, I don't think they could just, like, invade a group and swallow up the group by default because they have a bigger group or something. Yeah, so we're both saying just ignore the bully and they'll go away. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Into it. Uh, So, yeah, so basically, if you mention you're gay, you mention, you know, if you promote feminism, uh, if you promote race mixing, why... Why are you even <laughs> what? Or if your Roblox character is too dark, um, you will be um, prosecuted under the degeneracy laws. Um, so one of the most exclusive cliques in the group was Malcolm's personal army. Uh, according to several former members, uh, Malcolm would sometimes ask people in his personal army uh, to read SS manuals and listen to far right to a far right podcast about school shooters um a former member uh former member ferguson uh estimates that a third of the 200 players who ran senate and people of rome again there were more than 200 players but those are people who ran it uh, most of them young adults were probably i can't work with two people <laughs> i'm sure i know that's so horrible <laughs> but that at least 200 people uh oh i'm sorry that a third of the 200 people who ran it were likely real-life fascists. Uh, and enforcing the group's draconian rules were, quote, a gameplay function to them, Ferguson says. In other words, they enjoyed it. But in real so, life, they didn't have any power to exert over others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were losers, not lieutenants. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, in the article, um, the author also talks to an associate professor of media and information at Michigan State named Rabindra Ratan. By the way, it's worth noting this article. Killer. <laughs> this is a man. Kill him. Uh, kill him. No. Uh, this article was written in 2021, just in case anyone's wondering. Um, and in earlier in 2021, this professor uh, posed a question on a listserv that he belongs to. He, you know, he, he basically asked people what their latest research said about far-right recruitment in games. And in this listserv he's a part of called Games Network, uh, it goes out to about 2,000 game scholars and researchers. So these aren't randos. He poses this question to, like, to the experts in this field. A lot of responses came in. A couple of scholars pointed to a notable survey that was conducted on harassment and racism in online games in which nearly a quarter of adult gamers said they'd been exposed to talk of white supremacy while playing. Uh, as someone whose partner, this is not the article, me, as someone whose partner plays online games, he plays Call of Duty, I would say two out of every ten times, or three out of every ten times he plays, he is dealing with someone who says the N-word, yells at someone if they don't speak English, or it's just disgusting trash. <laughs> There's a lot of white supremacy on online games. Anyway, back to the information from the article. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, that's... that's... Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Other Others noted the existence of alt-right messaging boards for gamers, the deep links between edgelord internet culture and white supremacy, and the popularity of Felix PewDiePie, cannot say his last name, Shelberg, uh, who was a gaming U- YouTuber who made several anti-Semitic jokes to his audience. Uh, also, if you're not familiar with edgelord internet culture, that, like, basically what happens on 4chan it's like people trying to say the most like heinous like like most horrifying like like shocking stuff wow that sounds like kanye at fashion week yeah pretty much (laughs) um however on the list served was also a scholar named chris ferguson a psychology professor at florida's stetson university who generally uh stressed the lack of data he said, quote, to the best of my knowledge, there is not evidence to suggest that the alt-right is any more prevalent in gaming communities than anywhere else, he wrote. Further, there doesn't seem to be evidence that recruitment in games is happening on a large scale. He says, I do worry that some of this borders on satanic panic from the 80s and 90s. However, ah, however there is also Julia Ebner, who is a counterterrorism expert for the United Nations, who says, quote, it's a good target audience, mostly male, that's often been very susceptible to radicalization. Uh, Ebner has gone undercover in a number of extremist groups, both online and offline, uh, including jihadists, neo-Nazis, and the anti-feminist collection, uh, collective. She watched as subcultures that grew out of 4chan, uh, who were initially just trolling, not explicitly political, slowly became more political and then radicalized. Uh, gradually, inherently extremist content camouflaged as satire became normalized. Mm-hmm. And then it became real. Uh, the vectors, she says, were people like Malcolm. In the very broadest sense, qualities associated with gamers, such as being young, white, male, uh, middle class, and seen as outsiders, like social outsiders, uh, often over- overlap with the qualities associated with people who might be candidates for radicalization. Of course, um, most of the nearly 3 billion people who play games don't necessarily fit into that stereotype. I mean, there's women gamers, there's yeah. already gamers as well. But um, the word gamer summers, summons these qualities because for a long time, this was the consumer base, so the consumer class that corporations like Nintendo marketed to. Uh over the decade, that consumer class became a passionate, even obsessive cultural faction. Um, in 2014, people might have heard of Gamergate, the Gamergate controversy, uh, which was a sexual harassment campaign founded in pretty much a lie. Uh, and parts of it turned into a reactionary identity. And right-wing provocateurs such as Milo Yiannopoulos, how you, you know that dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to say his name, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, they further fan the flames. Um, seeing in the frustrated male stereotype a chance to transform resentment into cultural power. Anyway, Ebner, the counterterrorism expert that I mentioned before, says that recruitment isn't even always the right word. Sometimes grooming is a better descriptor of what happens uh, in gaming. It's not off, uh, It's often not really clear to the people who are being recruited what they're actually being recruited into. Uh, Ebner does not believe that video games are radicalizing people on any large scale, 
but she has seen extremists use gamification or video games as a method of recruitment, partly because of those qualities associated with capital G gamers. Quote, there is a big loneliness issue in parts of the gaming community, she says, and there's also a certain desire for excitement, for entertainment. So, I mean, what's more exciting than joining a Roblox community Hell that, yeah. that believes in slavery and dictators? Okay. Now, I want to mention that the Senate of the People of Rome on Roblox, God. so I'm sorry, going back to Roblox now, fell in 2015. And it's beautiful how it fell. Do you want Just to- like the real Rome. <laughs> What happened was, so I told you, they had enlisted a Roblox architect to build their beautiful Grand Kingdom. Right, yeah. I was a little suspicious of this architect at the beginning. Now, now it's beautiful. Is the architect fell in love with someone called Cleopatra, who he married in-game. And then, I guess because he trusted his new in-game wife, gave his login credentials. <laughs> but Cleopatra turned out to be a catfish. And the dude behind the Cleopatra account leaked the source code for this little world that belonged to the Senate of the people of Rome. So wow. anyone could copy Malcolm's empire and rule over it themselves. And so the increasingly paranoid Malcolm began exiling players basically like en masse and he tried to forge forge a new fascist dystopia but basically his next attempt fizzled you know there was only one Roman Empire and it was dead by 2016 on Roblox didn't last nearly as long as the first one yes Um, it's nice to to note that Roblox is no longer uh, so lightly policed um the company that owns roadblocks went public uh and is well at the time of writing this was valued at 55 billion i i don't know now uh tens of millions of people play the game daily which you know the pandemic basically created a surge of users um and because of that it developed way stronger moderation policies and it uh, these policies are enforced by a team of humans, not just like mm. AI or something. And in the Freaking game. Freaking humans, that's it, the problem. It's noted that in the game, you can no longer call people slaves. You can't use tropicas. <laughs> can you call you, them fakes? <laughs> nice. <laughs> as far as I know, you can. And you cannot, uh, depict any German regalia, uh, between the years of 1939 and 1945. <laughs> That's well put. It. I love it. <laughs> I will say, despite the moderation, terrible things still happen on Roblox. Um, in 2021, uh, the associate director of the Anti-Defamation League Center for Technology and Society, Daniel Kelly, uh, found two Roblox recreations of the Christchurch mosque shooting. I am sure there are so many other things happening, mm-hmm. uh, but that is just one notable thing that happened even after uh, moderation increased. So basically, it doesn't matter who, who your games are targeted toward or what beautiful ideal you have in your mind when you create a game or an online uh, environment. Fascism, gross shit, will prevail. 
I mean, I don't know if it'll prevail, but it'll be there. Um, yeah. Speaking of not gross shit, but weird shit, at the beginning, so that, that is basically the end of my, my research, but uh, at the beginning, where I mentioned uh, a Discord group called the Democracy of Roblox uh, that um, said that they were just a group uh, trying to target the subcultures ruined in Roblox, uh, I had mentioned slenders, odors, emos, e-daters, and furries. I can guess what furries are. Oh, they also said LGBTQ+. I know what that is. I can guess what emos are. I did not want to Google slenders or odors. I just don't. Um, O-D-E-R? Yes. I did look up e-daters, which I was like, is it just literal? Is it just people who go on Roblox to, like, to, like, find online relationships? Do I have the answer? No. But did I look at a TikTok where someone said, uh, e-daters be wildin'? Yes. And so the caption was, e-daters be wildin'. And I looked at a video of in-game Roblox footage (laughs) where someone approached two Roblox characters talking, and one person goes, happy one month anniversary. Can you meow for me, daddy? And the other one says, like, meow. And then I didn't understand anything else that was happening. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm looking very quickly, and I see that evidently online dating is banned in Roblox. Oh, okay. And ODers are people who are online dating in the program or in, in the platform. And since it's banned behavior, um, you know, it's frowned upon or makes you a bad boy. I don't know. (laughs) Oh dears. I would understand, but the person in the Reddit didn't capitalize the D. So I read odors. Yeah. Do you know what a slenders are? Slenders. I like, I hope it's about Slender Man. (laughs) While Pete looks that up, I just want to let you guys know that before doxing was such a prevalent thing, I also used to go undercover in (laughs) radical message boards to try and write about them. Uh, I mean, I, this is not a radical group, but I, I went undercover in a furry dating site, but not to write anything bad about them, but I also went undercover on skinhead message boards to try and realize when they were doing hateful things in my neighborhood. Man, if I did that today, I'd probably be doxxed so fast. They'd probably (laughs) bust me out. But it was very interesting. What is a slender in Roblox? Generally, players who are thin, taller than normal, and (laughs) tend to have a punk-style look in Roblox are called slenders. They are mostly male characters, but sometimes you can find female slenders in the game as well. While not all slenders are mean, some of them might troll other players or their friends. Also, some slenders might be odors. <laughs> uh, who created them? No one exactly knows. Some believe that it was created by a player called 3BWX, <laughs> who was mad at the rogue gangsters. Oh my god. And I'm going to stop reading. <laughs> I want to say I hope all these people are children. <laughs> Otherwise, what the fuck are you doing? Now, I wanted to cover a topic, but I don't think I'm going to be able to. And it's it feels slightly close to this because of like the troll nature of what's happening. Mm-hmm. But an article came across my feed that was Christians Against Ms. Marvel Change 
their name to Christians Against She-Hulk. What? What? And there's a Facebook group that is currently called Christians Against Hocus Pocus 2. I mean, that I understand. Christians wouldn't be about witches to begin with. What the fuck do they have a problem with She-Hulk? And they changed their names several times. But I think it's pretty generally understood that this is just people trolling. Um, the original name was Twisted Tea for Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> then it was Christians Against the Loki series. Uh, Christians Against the Little Mermaid 2. All caps, Boycott Halle Bailey. Um, okay. Christians Against Shang-Chi. And The yeah. Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, then they were against Spider-Man No Way Home. Then Marvel's The Eternals. <laughs> then it was just Christians Against Disney. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. I, and then in March of 2022, it was Christians Against Turning Red. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone got fucking upset about that. I don't know what the fuck that was about. Whatever. And then it was uh, Christians Against Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I mean... Very cool. And then it was Ms. Marvel, and then it was She-Hulk. Um, there's also Christians Against Buzz Lightyear. Uh, they also changed their name once to Justice for Amber Heard. So <laughs> cool, bro. Cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the internet is gross. And the thing, the thing. I'm sorry. The thing that really appealed to me about covering this as a topic rather than just a list of names was that they were complaining that Disney created a female version of the Hulk, so that you know they would be sort of representing, you know, I guess kowtowing to women or whatever. And I was like, I thought it was going to be because it was like a kind of sexual show. That's hilarious. No, yeah, it was just like, uh, you know, they're making a female Hulk, and that's not right. And it's like, she's, she's already, like... She's existed, first of all, for a very long time. Yeah. She's not new. That's They they also say that she's trans, but it's like, no, she's just a buff woman. Yeah. Just because you are this, uh shielded from reality doesn't mean you have to put it all on us god everyone's a moron I hate everyone (laughs) anyway guys um, if you have experienced white supremacy in online gaming or if you want to tell me about any weird subcultures I'm sorry not weird any niche subcultures uh, online call us at 570-PODWOD1 plugs do you have anything to plug uh yes guys because although it's not out at the time we record by the time this comes out my online shop will be out i want to plug 31 pumpkin lane which you can access at 31 pumpkinlane.com that is the number three the number one pumpkin lane l-a-n-e i have a shop where i make handmade jars and bot no they're glass jars, which I mold pumpkins out of clay onto. So they're very spooky decor. They're also vessels for holding stuff. Also, if you're spooky all the time, it doesn't have to be for Halloween. But yeah, check it out, please. I'm pretty proud of what I've made. For lack of a better answer, sadly, 
my fashion week shirt would just say 31pumpkinlane.com. <laughs> um, yeah. How about you, Pete? I was going to do a Pete's preview and then Pete ruins a movie on Bring It On 7. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't know they had that many. The Sci-Fi Channel original movie, Bring It On, Cheer or Die. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I forgot that's a thing. Is that on sci-fi? It premieres on sci-fi, I believe, this weekend when this comes out. And uh, I'm going to tell you, it's as good as it could have been. I, I Like, I, I'm projecting something for some reason onto this person. But, like, there's this cop comedian who is a writer. And, like, they always they always act like they're, like, super smart and, like, have really, like smart jokes and like you really have to get their thing right and they're one of the people who wrote this movie (laughs) okay and it was just fun to watch it and it's like i don't know you're just watching it and and if you're wondering how cheer or die could relate to anything (laughs) yeah the climax of the movie involves cheerleaders having to do certain what would you call that, Marissa? Like exercises or routines? Yeah, routines. Uh, and if they cannot complete them, they will be killed. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, so give That's that a shot, guys. It's on the Sci Fi channel. Oh, I went to do a Pete's preview of it, but the trailer was only like 20 seconds long. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. And then I thought, well, Maybe that's all that's worth putting into a trailer. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can. I can watch this, <laughs> guys. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope you stay safe out there. Is COVID going to start up again? Probably. You probably get if not, season, get your flu shot. Yeah, it's cold season. You can yeah. probably hear it in both me and Marissa. <laughs> yeah. I was supposed to get my booster today, but I don't think they want me to show up like this. Um. Yeah, and just uh, have a have a fun spooky time, everybody. Yeah, stay safe and be nice to people. Yeah, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye bye. Yeah, hi. Hi.